Alright, welcome everyone to the Red Diamond Courier. This is episode 2. I am your co-host, Bob Chichinski, here with our other fabulous co-host, Dog Bark. Dog, how you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. So, Dog, this week I spent a fabulous time in Vegas watching the ESO reveal. How did you watch it, man? Did you get to see it live? Did you see me out there? I did not get to see it live, or I saw the end of it live, and I did not see nice. you out there. But That's I know, good. I know, we had a couple of our friends who saw you. They posted pictures <laughs> of you, and I saw you that. Yeah, way. <laughs> it was fun, man. It was crazy. Um, wow. Let's just—I mean, let's just go straight into it. The first thing we honestly have to talk about, the first thing on everyone's mind, is Graymore, the big ESO reveal, and um, as you guys have heard, and honestly probably saw all over my twitter and the show's twitter is me in vegas with everyone all the content creators the devs it was crazy unfortunately although i tried to drag dog out there he refused the lights are too bright for him i guess <laughs> you have to I, you know i can't see in the br- dark and the brightness. <laughs> kids. Dog, you can't They're see too the funny. dark. That's what the <laughs> lights are for. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, I did get to go, and I've met enough people for both of us, honestly. Some of the awesome content creators I got to meet. The first one I actually got to meet was T the Khajiit, which was honestly amazing. And I was super nervous to even introduce myself to her, but she was super cool. I met, um, I was honestly super nervous to introduce myself to everyone. The second person that I got to meet was Cody from the Sons of Sithis podcast. And he was super awesome. Spent a little bit of time up there talking to me and hanging out for a bit. And then I went and talked to, uh, the homie robots from the robots radio network, host of the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. And he was super chill, dude. He hung out and talked podcasting and all things Elder Scrolls. Sounds cool. I also got to meet another um, awesome Elder Scrolls podcaster, Lotus of Doom, from the Tales of Tamriel. And, um, man, like, it was super chill. The last person I met on the way out was Alcast, which, you know, everyone loves Alcast. Uh, not really, though, I guess. Yeah, you definitely have a couple people that we know that, you know, really doesn't like Outcast. <laughs> yeah, a couple of people. But hey, I, I gave him props when I met him. And I also got to meet the lore master, Lehman Tuttle, and the dungeon master, Mike Finnegan, and, you know, just the overall master, Rich Lambert. So it was crazy. It was awesome, man. I wish you were there, dog. That would have that really made it the best. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool, but, you know. Next time, right? Yeah, maybe. Okay, so it was a pretty much the biggest whirlwind ever for me. I could barely even focus during this uh, reveal and everything. So what did you take away from it the entire time while I was sitting there like a goon <laughs> trying to introduce myself to people? I All right, so the first couple things, that, like, you know, like, I was kind of like, oh, like, yeah, this sounds pretty cool. And then I kind of heard about the... uh what is it? One of the, it's one of the new features. It's a, one of the mini games. It's like, ah. The Antiquities. Yeah, the Antiquities. I'm like, I don't exactly know how I feel about that. I mean, we'll talk about that later on. But, uh, yeah. 
and then the cinematic that they had I, like they all their cinematics are always really good i always like enjoying yes. them but probably one of my yeah one of my favorite things was seeing uh, i think it was mike finnegan maybe uh, he was talking over the uh over like kind of like pictures of the, the dungeons. one about the dungeons yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely Finn. Finn and yeah. Lehman Tuttle, but Finn was talking for the most part. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's that, that last picture, you know? You, had, you saw that this giant creature. You, saw, you only saw his giant maul. And then his left hand, which is giant, <laughs> and then crawling up, and you see her screaming in the background, and it's just crazy. And that's crazy. Yeah. And then it kind of. I got remember me specifically someone shouted, Who was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they didn't say anything. Like, you gotta find out. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, like, and like, after I saw that, like, man, you know who that reminded me of? Orin the Black and, like, you know, that dragon, uh, Thurvokin, right? Oh, God. Don't get me started on Thurvokin, <laughs> man. We've yeah. had some times. Yeah, we had some times with him and his broken tail whip AOE, but. Many of his broken moves, yes. That's a story for another time, though. <laughs> Go ahead and continue. All right. Yeah, so it kind of got me thinking, like, okay, who is a who is a massive, you know, necromancer who could easily sneak in and is like, you know, has so all these schemes that he can think of, and you know who that brings me into mind, Man of Marco. Oh God, <laughs> the master of wounds. No, I don't yeah, think they're gonna yeah. flat out say that. You know, oh, this is Man of Marco. I think he somehow orchestrated it, someone to go up unleash chaos and in the background hmm. as he continues to pull out his plan and if you listen to he's plotting that much is for yeah. sure and if you listen to about uh what i kind of said about the last podcast that we did you know i think that we're going to continue to see more people we're going to see abner tharn we're going to see we're going to see abner tharn again we're going to see varin equilarius again all in future probably not not blind this year, profit next year yep That'd be interesting. I'm not going to lie. I don't have a particular hankering for Varian Aquilarius to come back. I mean, in particular, I killed him. No, actually, no, I didn't. I killed him on my second character because it seemed like the more right thing to do. But on my first character, <laughs> I killed Psy because I thought Varian needed to be punished more, honestly. Because, like, you know... <laughs> Don't you be a fake dragonborn and trying to take that power, man. That's not... You should know better. Yeah. And, like, I mean, hey, but, you know, be trying to become a fake dragger, dragonborn is better than Daedric Warship. <laughs> I don't know. Man Marco wins more in the end than Varys. <laughs> or than Varen, but I mean... <laughs> yeah. And that, now that we're on to the side of Han, like, you know how you said that uh, you sacrificed him... You know, I also thought that, like, you know, he was, even since Northern Elsewhere, when we had that one guy in the, that one dragon guard in the Dell, his last words was like, this guy has to come back. He has to. And that, that made me think it was going to be Sai Sahan. And even though if he sacrificed Sai Sahan, yeah, I, I thought that, that Lyris Titanborn would take his place because, you know, they had a thing together. And that's Snow what, Lily. yep. Lyris knew that's what Psy would have wanted, but they did a whole completely different story. Lyris. Yeah. Don't get me started on Lyris. She's coming back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Continue. Don't get me started. Oh my gosh. <laughs> totally. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting to see Lyris back this year. But uh, but we're gonna talk about what's gonna happen next year because I'm just going next all year. out. Yeah, next oh. year we're gonna see Varen Aquilarius, and he's gonna be beastly. He's gonna be the wisest. That guy. man is gonna be beastly. The <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the old man in rags is gonna be beastly. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. he's gonna he's gonna like you know educate us. He's gonna be like, okay, this is how we're gonna beat Marco <laughs> this time. This is how we're gonna stop him from becoming a lich, and this is what we're gonna do. And we're gonna see Varen or not Varen. We're gonna see Varus, Oof. and yeah, and then we're gonna see Admir Tharn, and hit, we're gonna have his knowledge. We're gonna have all these wise people show up. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I would personally love where you're headed with that, because as far as Elder Scrolls lore goes, during the biggest battle between Varian Aquilarius, not Varian, Vanus Galarian, the Get that one. Uh, oh yeah, the Mages Guild dude, and Manamarco. Man Marco actually does accede to Lichid, although he ends up losing the battle and then disappears forever. So, is that kind of a win, kind of a loss? I mean, he still becomes the first, you know, everlasting Lich. Quote-unquote first. I mean, you know, we fight Liches here, but he's the most powerful, I guess. Whatever, I'm not going to delve that deep into the lore right now. Yeah. I think they're going to view it as they, that they won because, like, Man Marco is going to be gone and... As as time would go by throughout their lives, that they won't see Madame Marco again. So they so they kind of be like, oh yeah, we finished this guy off. We won't see him anymore. And then as soon as he pops up later on, he's that's it's just a whole other story. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's interesting for sure. I guess you're thinking we'll be seeing a bit of Cyrodiil or Western Cyrodiil, maybe? Yeah, so, uh, all right, so for Saisa Han, like, he came back for, like, you know, he was captain of the Dragon Guard. So, like, you know, it's, it's pretty much his duty to stop the dragon threat for, like, you know, his people, his imperial beliefs and all that. Lyris, she's a Nord. She came back for Skyrim because that's her homeland. Of course, she's going to want to protect her homeland from this crazy vampire threat that's going on. Yeah. And then, yeah, so Varen, like, if you guys don't know, he kind of comes from uh, Colovia, so, which is Western Cyrodiil. Uh, air, so I could see uh, I could see us trying to help him save his town from an impending threat, maybe from Mana Marco, because as you could probably imagine, we messed up Mana Marco from achieving godhood, so he might be a little bit mad at us. So he probably <laughs> wants to get revenge, maybe bit, kill right? everybody that we love, like you know that kind of sort of stuff. He's probably a bit mad. Or, I mean. He was never that friendly in the first place, <laughs> if we're going to be honest. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And then, like, or, like, we could see a different story come about where we see Varen, you know, maybe there's an Imperial settlement and he's like, I am the Emperor. I'm going to protect my people. Like, these like these are Imperials, this Imperial settlement that escaped from the Imperial city after the Solbers happened. I'm going to protect them. I'm going to have... I'm going to have my vestige come back and we're going to come out this awesome plan to just crush the enemies that are trying to harm his people. I like it. I like it, man. I think that honestly, I'm not big on like MMOs altogether, especially playing them for like long periods of time. So 
I'm pretty sure that I've heard WoW or like things like that continue the story further on. So I mean, it would be cool if ESO did something like that and still left like a way that you could play the base game, the base story, and then you have like a big like you know Skyrim size DLC where you could go play a year or two even though we're not going to get that fully in Skyrim but in even in Oblivion Cyrodiil size you know they like they've hit uh, Elder Scrolls 3 with Morrowind they've hit Elder Scrolls 5 with Skyrim they did bring a little bit of uh, Kavach and Anvil I think maybe and the Gold Coast but we need more. We need a bit more of the Oblivion stuff. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, a couple possible characters that you could see as a, is a, is Varian's nephew, which is Carlos or Carolus. Uh, Carolus. Yeah. He looked up to Varian and, you know, he was kind of guarding Kavach as, as uh, Varian went to go, con like, you know, on his conquest to go become emperor, go mm -hmm. take out that one of the longhouse emperors the final the one big before badass. yeah and you then know, abner tharn loved him too yeah. he really looked up to him when he was like moving his way in actually one thing about varin just like lore that just is creeping in my mind i'm pretty sure that the huge wall surrounding kvatch or the gold coast from cyrodiil is like the Baron Aquilarius wall or whatever. He built yeah. this huge wall to protect the um, Imperials from the onslaught. I don't know. Some yeah. battle, but yeah, what a badass, man. Like, he really is. The lore is there. Like, he's not just this old blind man. You could definitely... And even Abner Tharn wrote a book about how much he, like, what he thought of him before he became, you know, the blind old man that Abner Tharn talks a lot of crap on later. <laughs> yeah. Which probably makes me Abnerthard, but the most the best character of ESO. <laughs> yeah, let's not get carried away. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, so another character that we might see again is, or at least that's kind of I want to see is uh, Clivia Tharn, who is Varian's wife, or also Abner Abnerthard's sixteenth daughter from his seventh wife. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, oh Abnerthard definitely gets around. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm the Imperial Battle Mage. Yes, come dance with me tonight. Man, that's like a different lady every night of the week. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, Abnerthorn is pretty old right now, but uh, yeah, in case, like, you know, like we've seen Clivia Tharn before, but uh, all right. So, like, in case, uh, you know, Clivia Tharn, the last time that we saw her or that we thought we saw her was inside the Imperial City DLC. And after at the end, we saw her kind of turn into a mole like Kina, which means Clivia's either still missing, captured, or dead. So I think we might we might find out more about what happened. Like maybe she like maybe we we find what Clivia Tharn's journal about what has happened. Maybe she knows that what Mole Kina is doing as you know as the as a fake Clivia Tharn in her place. And I think that'll be an interesting way to kind of either end her story or like maybe we can go rescue her you know like the princess up in a tower you know when you're bringing that up it's actually making me think about how in the last few dlcs they've been like well the last few dungeon dlcs they've been continuing stories from older dungeons yes they have 
Yeah, like, you know, they brought Thoraya back from Volenfell. She was in Frostfall and Depths. And then you had this uh, continuation of Selene in Lair of Marsalok. And then this year you have the continuation of Drada from Iceheart. Or uh, from... Come on, give me the name. Frost something. Ooh, that's Thank Dire Frosty. Dire Frost, thank you. Oh my god, I was going to forget. <laughs> but, um... So, yeah, I could totally see them doing a continuation of the yeah, the Weichel Tower dungeon because, you know, you do wonder, you're like, wait, is, you know, should she just wait for Varian to, like, do this so she could take the throne? And they're like, oh, no, she's a freaking evil Daedra. And then no answers get brought about at all. The last person you could talk to, the quest giver, she's like, that is not the Cliviathorn I know, blah, blah, blah. I know that it can't be true. And I'm like, okay, what yeah. does that mean to me? Like, I need more. See, this is their whole plan, you know. They're, they they thought this through. They're like, you know what? We're going to bring Cliviathorn back, and she's and we're, and we're, we're going to rescue her from a tower somewhere or maybe the dungeons. And, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. And I really hope that we definitely see this because this would be amazing. That would be, man. So, any uh, more crazy reveals, or are you ready to just delve into a bit more of Greymore? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much about it. We can delve some more into Greymore. So, how do you feel about these first new dungeons we have coming up? Harrowstorm dungeon release, we have Ice Reach, and Unhallowed Grave. I'm definitely interested in seeing them. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know much. Well... We have one that is going to have Lyris involved, at least. So that's pretty cool. She's going to be, um, like, tagging along with us, I guess you could say, throughout Ice Reach. They said that, that she's going to be doing a lot of slaying, not necessarily monsters we see, but oh, yeah, when I we see that. her, she's going to be killing people. At least. Yeah, that would definitely be interesting. The fact that it's in the um, area of the Sea of Ghosts, that seems really crazy to me. Because one thing about the Sea of Ghosts, that's where um, Winterhold was battered by the Sea of Ghosts and collapsed because of incoming war or something about the Sea of Ghosts. We're on a different side. We're on the Rothgar side of the Sea of Ghosts. So, But I maybe mean, we'll learn a little bit more about it at least. Yeah, it'll be nice to learn something new. Like I always like to learn more about the lore, and I don't really know much about the Sea of Ghosts, so this will be an interesting experience. There you go. I know that they said we will be repelling a northern invasion from somewhere in the north, which, you know, if you think about the lore, the only thing to the north of the is Sea that of one Ghosts is Amora. Exactly. So that's... And the way they were, like, kind of nonchalantly just threw that out there somewhere in the north. I was like, hmm, okay. And then we have uh, Unhallowed Grave, which looks pretty cool, too. I mean, it's in Bankerai. And it's kind of going to have that desert kind of, like, underground vibe. We're going to be, yeah. like, fighting old, you know protecting not necessarily as far as Draugr and protecting crypts like I was thinking Skyrim but almost you know definitely old things protecting things. Yeah, is this the one with the witches or is that the other one? 
Or is I'm thinking, or is that just yeah. going to be later on? No, no, no. The one with the witches, I think, is um, Ice Reach. Ice Reach. Okay. That's the one where it has like more of the Reach kind of feel, and it's like the continuation of the final boss from uh, Dire Frost Droda. Ah, uh, all right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, so, all right, I think, uh, like I said, I mean, I think Madame Marco is probably going to be involved somehow, but, <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll see, I mean. You think even in the dungeons, he's going to, you think he's sent up, like, a uh, Bone Colossus or something, and like, a Necro to be our final boss or something? I definitely do. He is the most powerful necromancer in all of Tamriel. Hey, so. man. I'm the most powerful necromancer <laughs> on Xbox and A. All right, calm down. I'm just kidding. All right, well, I'm just go by what Lyra says. I mean, she does say that you know, flesh astronauts are tools for the dim-witted. <laughs> Dog's favorite quote in all the Xbox or in all the Elder Scrolls. Honestly, probably any game on Xbox. Okay, so yeah, we hit the dungeons. The one thing about the dungeons, there is no new skin. I'm a little bit sad. It's been now, f this is going to be four dungeons, two sets since we've got a new skin. And I'm a bit sad. We do get body markings. So I guess body markings are cool. pretty cool. But I probably won't be. give them up for the Sigic one because I think the Sigic ones look really cool. I really do like that, you know, that shiny, yeah, like, but off blue, white color. Well, yeah, but when you have the scale color skin, as we do, I mean, the Sigic tattoos, they kind of go against it. But, I mean, I guess if you're wearing a different skin, it still works. They're pretty nah, cool. I use both, and it looks even cooler. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so coming up after the Dungeon DLC, we have the Big Dog Chapter. Big one of the year. Graymore. Dogged, why don't you go into a little bit of what Graymore is going to be about. Alright, so it's going to be a 60-40 split of above and a below. That 40 is probably going to be like, you know, the Black Reach, and we're going to see a bunch of Black Reach area. Hopefully, we're going to have maps and and away shrines <laughs> for it, because let me tell you, sure. I am not looking forward to a Black Reach where I'm going to be lost the whole time. <laughs> Very, very lost. That's I feel like I'm scared that's how I'll be spending my time there. But it did seem that they were... I feel like I might be wrong, but did they say that Greymore Keep is in Blackreach? So I feel like that would be like our main city uh, down? Like, why, why, I feel yeah. like we'll have something down there, a main city or something. Yeah, I, I definitely home. know that Greymore is something in Skyrim. I don't exactly what it was. But I definitely yeah. remember the name in Skyrim. I mean, also in this, uh, in you know, this thing, it's going to be a solitude. It's going to be really cool. Solitude, man. When we were in Vegas, we were coming down to, um, it was like we finally got in from waiting in line. And we, you know, they had to, like, check our, you know, like, metal detectors or whatever. And then we're coming down, and there's, some, like, a little line. And some people are waiting in line, so we're, like, walking around. And um, I was like, man, should we, like, wait in line? And then we look, and it's, like, a picture. And we're like, man, like, do we really want our 
you know, it was some picture taken. We're already taking pictures. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. Let's do it. So we get in line. And the first thing we see when we turn the corner, the backdrop, is solitude. Just covered in snow right there. And I was just like, drop, jaw. Oh, my God. And then, of course, the first thing I hear is Casual Ranger from Twitter coming running up like, Oh, my God. This is solitude. It was the funniest thing. But <laughs> the coolest part about that was actually while we're waiting in line there, I'm hearing this person behind me, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is freaking T the Khajiit. Like, there's no way it's not her. It's totally her. Like, I hear her voice. And... um <laughs> I follow her on Twitter, so I knew she was taking pictures with, like, the cat pillow in front of her face, and I seen her do it because she was right behind us in line, and I was like, oh my god, it's actually her. So that was the time I actually got to meet her, and I actually got to hear, um, like, a couple other podcasters in line right behind them talking, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, we're literally just in line with, like, a bunch of freaking awesome people. It It was crazy. That was like one of the first moments it really started sinking in for me. How crazy uh, that reveal was going to be. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a fun experience. It was, man. I'm excited for Solitude because, oh man, it's just such a beautiful city. And it honestly looks like they're going to keep it pretty close to how it was in Skyrim. I mean, it's a capital city, so it probably hasn't changed that dramatically. Yeah, you know, they're going to have the winking skeever. But it's not going to be called the Winking Skeever. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> but we can all just pretend. <laughs> okay, so. We uh, hinted about it earlier. They are releasing a whole new aspect of the game we love so much. Antiquities. Dogged, how do you feel about this? Well, I mean... There's going to be two skill lines for it, I think. That's what they said. So if it's anything like, you know, like the lockpicking, then I'm going to be sure that I'm going to be a beast. I'm going to grind that thing to the max <laughs> for all the passive bonuses. If there's any activatable, activatable bonuses, that would be pretty cool too, but I don't think there will be any of those. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully I can just, like, you know, go up to a chest. Like, it will be something like, I, you know how I go up to a chest and I just, up oh, force lock, open, let's go. Yep, if, even if it's true. a master chest... Maybe it might take two times on a rare occasion. <laughs> unless it's take a three. simple chest. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, unless it's a simple chest, because those just hate me. Yes, like, they oh, really you do. You have an eighty percent chance. Oh, <laughs> well, you're gonna no. get that twenty three times in a row before we can find it. Yeah, <laughs> you'll take like we're just like waiting in a dungeon. We're like, dog, come open the chest. And he's like, simple chest. It takes like five times to open it. <laughs> he's like, master chest, like one time. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I think that it will probably be. Something a little like that. I mean, they said that it was going to have to do with, like, shapes and colors and, like, finding a certain area. I'm kind of worried that I'm going to suck at it, but, I mean, hopefully I won't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be something that uh you're going to be, like, you know, kind of just be, like, godlike and, like, be able to just do it all in one go. Because I don't... I, I have a feeling that these probably won't be involved in, like, dungeons or trials or anything. It's going to be... You know, you know, a need to do that as like yeah. as fast as possible for speed runs or anything. So yeah, I think it'll be like 
it'll probably just be easier as it goes by. So maybe like the first couple of times it's going to be like super hard. It's going to be super frustrating. And then we're going to figure out how to do it. We're going to learn how to, you know, do this the best way as possible. And then it'll get easier, especially as we get these passives. I'm wondering like how easy these are going to be to like come across. Like, is it going to be something I can get like daily or is it like an item I need to like get to like access my skill line to like go look how many can I do a day? Like, or is it just going to be, you have this skill line. So you're like, when you're picking up craft mats, like, is it going to be like, oh, I see some, like, shiny thing over there. Can I go, like, do some mini game on it? Because that would be cool. Ah, so, yeah, so kind of like the Sigic Portals, how yeah. there's a small chance for the Sigic Portal to spawn in for as, as an enchanting geode. And they did do that, like, everywhere, like they yeah. said they were going to do for here. Yeah, so that, that's a very good possibility. I think that... The one thing, like, that would be cool. I would like that. I am worried that it will get a bit repetitive, especially because, like, they said there's going to be different, like, based on the different lore of the different races and different regions you're in, it's going to be like, oh, if you're in Alakur, you could get Yakut and stuff. If you're in Valenwood, you could get, you know, uh, Bosmer stuff, most likely. How many things is it going to be? If I go dig up five things, am I going to get the same thing three out of five times? I mean, I'm sure it's going to be like chess, you know, like you said. You're probably going to get like a low likelihood of getting anything cool. But is it going to be like the same trash and I'm going to get like, oh man. I mean, I don't know. I hope there's like a good variety at least, I guess. Yeah. I hope uh, one thing that this does is, I mean, my house is pretty crammed. I had to recently go pick up a bunch of, of like, this fish and a couple, like, you know, aesthetics. Like, like you know, I used to have sticks washing up on my beach on our Aldemary, Gro- Aldemary, Aldemary Grotto. But, uh, Colossal so, yeah, so I'm, I, Aldemary Grotto. Okay, bro, yes. get it right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it, and you're over here correcting it's me. Colossal. All right, all right. Colossal, yep, that's it. But, uh, like, I really hope that we see, uh, you know, we get even more furnishing space because otherwise all these cool uh, ant- antiquities that we get, I'm not going to be able to place in my house. And it's going to be it's going to be like, oh, it's kind of a little bit upsetting. Yeah, well, that's one of the trials and tribulations of running a guild hall out of your house as well. But I mean, <laughs> I don't even have all the sets, though. So it's going to be even yeah. more crazy as we get all the sets. I mean, it's we're working be... on it. How many do we have? Right now we have five, maybe Not six. Not to totally derail us, but well, that's pretty good. <laughs> five or six. Yeah. I have some masters to do. All right. Well, any last uh, thoughts on our upcoming little Graymore and Hera storm? Um, no, that pretty much wraps it about up. I know they said there was gonna be a new, um, kind of dolmen dragon system, hero storms, and Graymore. It's kind of cool. Who knows what it's gonna be. Yeah, that'll be nice to get, like, you know, those uh, jewelry drops that, in the yeah. past, like, you couldn't get, like, in, uh, what's it in called? Morrowind. Uh, yeah, Morrowind or uh, Orsinium. Oh, yeah, definitely in Orsinium, too. Because, you know, those that Briarheart jewelry, luckily, you know, we got the gold ones and the golden, so we don't really have to worry about it that much. But for new players who want Briarheart, you know, they definitely have to farm it again, so. Yeah. Unfortunately. 
for them at least. Yeah. All right, well, now that we've got through our kind of recap on the Magical Vegas action and the Elder Scrolls reveal of where we'll be spending our year, let's get into the State of Cyrodiil, one of the classic segments on the Red Diamond Courier. Unfortunately, other than the base scores, I don't have much to report because I was gone for a lot of the time. We have spent some time in Cyrodiil recently and some time in Battlegrounds, which we just got some PTS notes today. Battlegrounds are getting a huge change where they're going to solo queues only, but it's still very early in the PTS, so we won't go super into that right now. However, I do have the scores to report for you at least. As far as the Camp 30-Day Alliance Lock campaign, Carl Granty goes, on Xbox, we have Evanhart Pack still leading at 64k. Daggerfall Covenant coming in a not too close second, but we're hanging around. 57k, 7,000 back. I am also rounding up, just so you know. Don't come at me with crazy numbers. Old Mary Dominion is in last place on the Xbox server with 53k. They are 11,000 behind the leader, and we have nine days left in the campaign. So, there's a chance we could come back, but we would really have to push. We being the Daggerfall Covenant for the Covenant. That's what we do here at the Heirs uh, of Red Diamond, at least, guild. So, that's as far as Xbox goes. We have PC. This is PCNA, Cal Granted as well. You have, oh my gosh, I wrote the scores, but I, I didn't write who was leading. Honestly, can think of it. It's Ebonheart Pact again. They are ballers, apparently, everywhere we go. The Skyrim faction, they're leading with 17k. We got Daggerfall coming in second again with 15k. And Almeri Dominion right behind them at 14k. And there's 24 days left, so that one is only a week old. It's still pretty close. Um, interesting that it's just the same as Xbox. We have red in first, blue in second, yellow in third. I mean, come on. We got to switch some things up, guys. And speaking of, we have PS4 scores this week. Thanks to, uh, one of our other awesome friends that I met in Vegas from the Tales of Tamriel podcast, Lotus of Doom. He has gracefully sent me over the PS4 scores so we can report them for you. And finally, for once in these servers, the Daggerfall Covenant is in first place with 60,399 points. And you might think, wow, you're really giving us some specific numbers now. And that's because on PS4, apparently, this is crazy. Like, there was pretty big gaps in the other servers. But listen to this. Ebonheart Pact is in second place with 59,453 points, which is less than a thousand points behind the Daggerfall Covenant. That's extremely close. This is 20 days into their campaign. This is a very close, close push to be that far in. The Outmary Dominion is in last place on all platforms. I just want to say that. Come on, guys. You guys you need to move it up. Don't pass the Daggerfall Covenant, but I mean, you know. You guys can't be in last on all of them. Anyways, they are 
not even a thousand behind the Evan Hart pack. They're at 58,718. So the gap between first and third on PS4 is not even a full 2,000 points. That's pretty crazy, am I right, dog? That like we don't get competition like that on Xbox. Yeah, really. That's definitely really close. Like you can tell that you know each faction definitely stepped up their game. I think or no, wait, we didn't do scores for piece for PlayStation last week, did we? No, I yeah, yeah, I wasn't able to get a character ready. That's why Lotus was um hooking us up with them this week. But yeah, man, wow. Yeah, I know I had a friend, uh, you know, I had a group of friends that used to bomb in there. They were yeah, for the right, Ebon right. Heart Pact. And, like, they always said, like, you know, like, there wasn't, like, any, like, there, like obviously someone's there was, uh, you know, you're, like, oh, maybe DC was OP or AD was OP. But I guess after they, you know, kind of fixed it, like, where there's Alliance locked and you couldn't faction hop anymore, that I guess they do get better fights now and... You know, they are still bombing better than ever. So yeah. for them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, honestly, I would love to see closer scores like that further down the month in Xbox servers. So like I was saying, PS4 has ten days left in that campaign where it's super close. Xbox where there's a seven thousand gap between first and second, there's only nine days left. That's a huge gap. I mean, that's three times the gap of the entire, you know, faction war in PS4. So, yeah. Um, I mean, and it can get bad when the Daggerfall coming in won the last couple months. It was like one time we had 100,000 and the other team had like 78. It was just a blowout. Like, it's fun, but the competition, when it is really all the factions are going for it, Man, it could be a lot of fun. It's when Cyrodiil is at its best, really, honestly. Yes, I agree. Well, given um, that's about as far as we can go into Cyrodiil this week, I mean, we could get started on some rabbit holes. But we'll save it. This week, we want to bring in a new segment. We want to go into our sets of the week. And this week, we're going to be focusing on a few important sets, especially for PvP. They're also good in PvE. But we're going to be focusing on Brightthroat's Boast and its sister sets, Bone Pirate Statters and Green Pact. Dunk, you want to go into Brightthroat's Boast a bit and let everyone know why it's one of the awesome sets out there in Tamriel? Alright. Well, first off, you know, you get the... You get the 1,096 max mag for this two piece. The three pi- the three pieces like you know the another thousand magica, and then the fourth piece is the mag recovery of 129, and then the fifth piece is whenever you have a drink buff drink buff drink buff <laughs> active, your match magica is increased by 2,000 and magica recovery is increased by 150. And you know this set is found in Merkmire, and I mean, obviously, you have to use some drinks. So, Bob, you want to tell them what kind of drinks you can use? Yeah, so there is a lot of drinks in this game. There's a crazy amount. This is clearly a magic set. That's what it's focused on. So you're going to want to be using some drinks that could go along with that. One that is great is Witch Mother's Potent Brew. That's going to give you um, max magic and max health. And it's also going to give you max magic recovery. And... 
when you pair it with this five piece buff that is also giving you max magicka and magicka recovery you're gonna go through the roof especially if you're running something like the mm, man the magic recovery mundus i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head i was gonna say the atronach but i know it's not that one Ooh. anyways since Dogged is clearly not going to save me with the remembering it. <laughs> um, Double Bloody Mara is another awesome one. It really helps if you're a vampire. And then you got my personal favorite, Spring Loaded Infusion. This is one that you might not have heard of. It, it comes out of Clockwork City. Um, it is an awesome little recipe. It's the only drink you're going to find that I know of that's a tri-stat. So gives you max... Stam, health, and magicka. And especially for PvP, when you're a magic build, it can be hard to have a lot of survivability when you don't have any stamina, is what I've found. So I like to run the tri stat, and I also, this bright throat, that's what I run on my current build. So I'll run that, and I'll have a lot of extra stamina while still having a lot of magic recovery and everything. And honestly, it's awesome. I didn't yeah. really want to run Bright Throat until I found out about this Tri-Set drink, and it, it made me fall in love with this set, honestly. Yeah, and that uh, Monday song that you're thinking of, it was called The Etronaut, So. Oh, wow. Cool, <laughs> pulled it off. Thank you for the save there. You're welcome. So, when you're in Merkmire, if you want to go get this set, there's a lot of ways you could do it. There's two different bosses in Merkmire. You go kill either of them, you're going to have a chance at a uh, Bright Throat piece dropping. There's also two delves, right? Yeah, two different delves, and you could go yep. kill the bosses in there, and you're going to have a chance. Any chests you hit in Merkmire, you're going to have a chance. And also, one of the best ways, I mean, Dog have got a lot of our bright throats, is by going and doing the dailies in Merkmire. And when I say the dailies, it's like you pick one up, and it's going to give you a different boss you could kill. And you pick one up, it's going to be a different delve. So it's sending you to the places that you need to go to kill the things that could give you a piece. So you're possibly getting these pieces already. And then you're getting a reward box that could possibly give you another piece. Dog, could it get better than that? Yes, it can actually, because you can also oh get my motifs God. for the region. And then, you know, if you do that and you've already done the whole Merkmire story, you can go up to that town that's way up to the north. That's right. Go pick up that third daily, and it's going to have you do something random. Like, it won't take <laughs> you to a dell, but it'll take you somewhere. You can kill stuff, you can search for chests along the way, get mats. You know, all kinds of weird stuff you can do along the way. Nice. All right, so... This set, as we said, I wear it in PvP. It's awesome for PvP. If you go look up some builds for magic builds, a lot of people run a bright throat. It's also totally viable in PvE. Don't let you tell anyone that any awesome magic sustain set is not going to be viable because you can make anything work. However, if you're wearing this, you are going to be looking to wear at least probably another five-piece set. Dogged, why don't you lay out some awesome sets like a pair? Bright throw with. I mean, if you want to just go for you know full on max magicka, if you're if you have some kind of pet, like I would would recommend a sork for this one, but it's the necropotence. I mean, I think you could run it with a necromancer, but I don't really like the idea of oh if I don't have my if I don't keep my uh you know skeleton up, I lose that you know 
Yeah, what, it's 3K, rough. 4K Magicka. It's tough for and the then, Necro because they just like, especially if you have a uh, the Mender with a certain morph, he goes down after like four seconds. So it's really tough to keep that up at all times. Yes, uh, I run. Uh, I actually run a this this set. This is a crafty Alfique. It's you know the max Magicka all the way down. Just gives you a lot of Magicka, and then. You can also pair it up with a couple of damage sets like New Moon Accurate. Uh That that's a good one. It gives you that like it's about 500 weapon damage, but it also increases your uh, skills for by a small percentage. So the extra mag recovery helps. And then there's spinners, so they help give you that penetration. And then War Maidens versus some damage. And then for PVE, you could also use False Gods Devotion, which gives you more sustain ability and it also gives you more magicka back and you know the extra i think five percent damage to all you know dungeon trial or arena monsters so that's pretty cool yeah definitely yeah that's a great set to pair with for pve honestly our next set it's actually very similar that's why we're knocking them out on the same week we want to let you guys know about this group of sets honestly because you got Bright Throats that's doing its magic thing, and then Bone Pirates, it's going to be the Stam version. So you got two piece, three piece, four piece. You're looking at two max Stam buffs and a Stam recovery, just like Bright Throat. On the five piece, same thing. When you have a drink buff active, your max Stam this time is increased by 2000. Stam recover 150. That's what's awesome about this. You have a choice. You could do one for your mag. If you're doing a stand build, you do this one. This one's a little bit harder to get. It's found in a dungeon. It's a dungeon set. Blackheart Haven. And if you're there with Dogged, then <laughs> <laughs> you don't really have to worry because he's just going to pull the whole dungeon all the yeah, way to each boss. You, there's a lot of ads. So I can go and find him. And let me tell you, when I pop oh, rapids yes. to get that major ad miner expedition... I'll be running like a madman. <laughs> Dog will be finding and ads that you don't even know everything. about. You'll be like, man, I didn't even dream that there could be ads in this <laughs> far room to the side. <laughs> oh, well, Dog went and found them. <laughs> Anyways, it can be a bit harder to get it because it's a dungeon set. But there you could get a possible drop from each boss, including the last boss who drops a monster set. You could also get it out of any chest, and if you're running it with cool people, you ask them, hey guys, I need bone pirates, and they're usually pretty generous. Yeah. Dog, do you want to give them a couple drinks to pair it with? I only have a couple listed. I don't know if you could think of any extras. Yeah, you can pair it up with Dubious, which is like, you know, the stamina version of Witch Mothers. You can pair it up with the Spring Loaded Infusion, the uh, drink of the Tristat. And then I think there's also that one gold food that you get from Artaeum. Oh, but it's a food. I know food, that used to be but a, it's drink. a food. Oh, it got reclassified? Yeah, that's I couldn't remember. No, I, actually, I think it was a food. If it got reclassified, maybe it's a drink now. I don't know. Yeah. That yeah, could well, be yeah, dope, you might be able to, yeah, you might be able to pair it up with that one, or you might not. It kind of depends if what they uh, reclassified it as. And it's definitely a good thing to look up definitely a great you know thing it just uh, it's very expensive to make which is its only downside yeah a lot of those um higher up recipes can get expensive to make i know the spring loaded infusion takes one ingredient that is kind of tough that i can't remember off the top of my head because i'm just a matt's fiend so i have all kinds of ingredients laying around 
up, and I have even more. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just kidding. So, Being anyways. Being wins every time. Yeah, yeah. Dog is always flexing his mat stats. But anyways. If you're going to run Bone Pirate, some awesome sets you could run it with in PvP, especially. You're looking at Hulking Draugr, which is just like um, Crafty Elfic, your Necropotence. It's going to give you awesome stamina all the way down. You run these two together, and you're going to have stamina out the door, which will help with your overall damage if you're doing a Stam class. You can also run it with Seventh Legion, which will give you a lot of damage. Hunting's Rage, which is a craftable set. So that's always awesome. And just a clutch set, honestly. New Moon Acolyte, because guess what? Just like Magicka, this set does everything awesome it does for Magicka for stamina. And you can run it on either tunes. It's kind of a quote-unquote meta set right now. You also got Automatons, which uh, will give you overall damage at... Um, for all your physical damage abilities, I believe. And that's yep. going to be good, especially for PvE. And then you could also run it with Spriggans, which is the stamina version of Spinners, which will be good with Bright Throats. These two are going to give you overall penetration. So you're, you're going to be pairing one sustain set with one damage set. It's a great combo. Um, yeah, honestly. So our friend Zekin told us, hey guys, if you're going to talk about these sister sets, you should probably be bringing up Green Pact. And Doc, why don't you tell them why we should be bringing up Green Pact? Alright, well, similar to the Bone Pirate and, uh, what is it, uh, Bright Throat, uh, it has 12-6 match max health, 129 max or health recovery, and then another 12-6 max health. And then a five-piece buff, instead of with a drink, this is with a food. And when you Ooh, have a food active, your, your max health is increased by 2,500 and health recovery by 250. Dang, that's even deeper, too. Like, those are big buffs. Yeah, those are insane. And, like, you know, you easily pair that up for a tank, especially if you, Seriously? like, need the, health, need the more health or health recovery. If you're, like, tanking something like VDSA on that last boss where you need to have, like, if you need help with self-sustaining, that could be a good set to put on. And then you can also pair it with Bewitched Sugar Skulls, which is Dude, one of the new... yes! Yeah, it's, like, long fin paint. Or, you know, any equivalent of the purple... Try that food, but it's better because it has the health recovery. Honestly, and I mean, it doesn't. If uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Sugar Skulls does a little bit more on all the stats than Longfin, right? Unless yes, it does. It. Yeah, it still does. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I love Sugar Skulls. I still run that on just my PVE Magcro. I don't even know. I was looking at it today. I was like, why don't I run Witch Mothers? I was like, I don't even know. I don't even care. Sugar Skulls is just best. Honestly, yeah, it's, it's really so good. Cool. It's just the greatest food. So you can find this set in the Grothood. One of my favorite places, honestly. I love that place. It's Dud. It could drop from Dolmens, Delve Bosses, or Overland Bosses. Also, you could go into that public dungeon just south of Elden Root. And it's going to get you... You could go farm a few bosses, and it'll be like boom, boom, boom. I loved going to that public dungeon during the Witch Mothers Festival. I'd go to the Elden Root Temple Way Shrine, knock out a dolmen, delve, run to the south, hit that public dungeon. It was awesome. I loved Grotwood. 
So sets to pair it with, we got a few different ones. This is clearly more of a tanking set. It's going to give you a lot of health. You could pair it with awesome sets like Fortified, a crafting set that's going to give you a lot of resistances, or another health recovery. Just go out the door, health recovery. Beekeepers is an awesome set. You also have Ebon Armory, which is a dungeon set. You find it in, oh my gosh, Crypt of Hearts, Hearts. 1 and 2. Yes. And um, you also get Lich in there, but Ebon is probably the best set that you could get in there. One of the, well, honestly, one of the most ran dungeon sets, I think. Yeah. Leviathan's pretty good for a Stam a DPS build for PvE. Mm -hmm. Because it's just like Mother Sorrow, but it's a stamina version. True. Yeah, so another, the last one that we have listed, you could pair um, Green Pact with and just feel like a super awesome tank. Plague Doctor, that would be a pretty sick build. And honestly, yeah. dude, after looking at all this, I'm, I feel like I might put Green Pact on my tank. Like, this is a pretty awesome set when you pair it with Sugar Skulls. Yeah. Well, Doc, so far we knocked out... A little bit about Graymore. A little bit about Vegas. A little bit about PvP. Some different sets everyone can use. Anything else you want to... Any other knowledge you want to dole out? Anything you've been up to in scrolls this week you want to let the people know about? So yeah, pretty much, like, when you were during that event, all I was doing was, you know, kind of just farming stuff. You know, I, I'm back to classes, so I'm doing classes and, you know, all the good right. stuff. So, yeah. Oh, one thing that I did kind of think about it as a kind of little bit act of an act after fact is that uh, you can definitely use that uh, green pack set with either Plague Doctor or Beekeepers and just be one of those really annoying tanks in Cyrodiil. <laughs> Especially if you're a DK, you can chain people in and, you know, DKs are already like, you know, one of the better tanks. Especially, like, you know, you could just chain people in all day. I definitely feel like you could run it with, like, a few different sets in Cyrodiil. Honestly, I mean, ooh, just a few coming to mind that can make you a little bit OP. Like, one that you hate, Warrior's Fury. Or, like, even 7th Legion is another good one. Oh. Ravagers used to be good. I think they got nerfed. Pretty yeah, I think sure it did. did. Yeah. Yeah. But... I mean, that is an interesting set. I need to look up if it's a heavy or not. I didn't look that up. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been good in hindsight. Um, Yeah, as far as, yeah, for me too, about the same, dude. Like, Vegas was awesome. I got a bunch of selfies with a bunch of great people that I got to spend time with. Go look it up. Just a bit of behind the scenes, I guess. I'll lay out. The event was amazing. Zoss treated us like freaking gold. I mean, I have personally always wanted to be to a gaming convention, E3, anything like that, and I've never gotten invited. And although I had to register for this one and I got lucky to get a spot, they still treated us like we were VIPs. And we got to go in there and they gave us food and they gave us free drinks. They had... Um, drinks styled after drinks in the game. They had Double Bloody Mara and Scald King's Mule. Both were very good. The Mule one was much stronger tasting, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. I, and, um, man, like, 
the people I got to meet was crazy. The I remember once all the reveal and post show went down, I was like, okay, this is it. Like, I'm going to go talk to people. Like, I'm not going to feel nervous anymore. I have to do this. Like, this is what I came to Vegas for. I told my girl, I was like, you know, if you want to come up, like, and talk to them with me, you can, like, you know, I don't want you to feel awkward or whatever, and she's like, no, just do your thing, you know, like, I'm chilling, like, I'll be here, I'll go stand with you sometimes, like, just do your thing, have fun, you know, this is your thing, I was like, okay, which she loves girls too, but she knows how much I was into meeting all these people, a podcast she's never heard and everything, she was most excited to meet um Kyle Dempster which unfortunately we didn't get to but he did walk right past us and I probably could have grabbed his shoulder and be like Kyle but I didn't but regardless it was so cool man the first thing I remember is seeing um the two of the dudes I wanted to meet most Robots Tom from the Elder Scrolls Lorecast and Lotus from Tales of Tamriel and they're standing in, like, the corner of the stage, and I just kind of went right up and put myself right in between them. I was like, this seems like a great spot for me to be in. <laughs> Felt like, you know, a super VIP. So, um, it was crazy, man. It was a lot of fun. Like I said a billion times, I wish you could have been there, but next time, for sure. Yeah, like, I was actually surprised. I was, like, kind of thinking, like, you know, that there's going to be a lot more people, and then I was watching the podcast, I was like, man... Or not the podcast, what stream. is it? The, uh, the stream. Uh, I was like, man, there really isn't that a lot of people. I'd actually really enjoy being, you know, part of that, you know, small, yeah. that small crowd. I'd of say people. like maybe five hundred people, most. Like, I mean, I know they invited like two thousand, but it is tough to get like that many people, I guess, around like Vegas or whatever. Yeah, and a lot. Of, I but I mean, it was pretty packed, and um, there was like that small like section right there that they kept showing but there was also a another story above us where there was like a lot of people chilling up there too so that's pretty cool yeah they were doing their own thing up there and um there's like i saw people like posting pictures from up there and i was like oh my god there's cool people up there too i need to go meet all these people that's where outcast was but i remember when i met rich the like you know main top dog I shook his hand. I was like, dude, like, thank you so much. This has been so crazy. Like, I love your game so much, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, the first thing he asked me is like, did you have fun? And I was like, yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? This is like the craziest thing. Just awesome that they really thought of like the community and were so forward facing with their game. It's cool. Yes. So, dog, last episode. We made the huge new mistake of not even recommending people where they could check out our uh, shows, social media, or yeah. anything. <laughs> so why don't you drop our awesome Twitter so people could go follow us and, you know, tell us some feedback or um, recommend anything they'd like to hear about on the podcast or just anything. Yeah, all right. So our Twitter is at, is at the at Red Diamond Cast. So, yeah, so you can, you know, tweet us on there. And then if you play on Xbox, we do have a guild. It's Heirs of the Red Diamond. And then you can find us in Cyrodiil, and you can come try to kill us. I mean, I probably won't let you try to kill me. I do run Earthcore on my healer oh, hybrid. And Warn them. When, yes, you, when we good. are battling our friends, 
yeah, we, we, we were battling our friends yeah. today. There's a couple, I mean, we could, they kind of mad, like, God, God, you know, darn it. Like, your earthquake popped again. And, man, it's so hard to say that without cussing. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they were not using polite words when they were saying this. Yes. But, yeah, we had one friend that was, like, waiting until a dog's earthquake would go off and be like, okay, do it me now so I know that it won't go off for 15 yep. seconds. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was counting it too. I mean, and he had his onslaught up too, he and did. he like bursting me down in three seconds. Well, there you go. I mean, there's different powers. Yeah, then there. later I, I dropped a meter on him, and yeah, that was about the end of it. <laughs> Dogged in his meteor. Yeah, and then uh, he can find me. I'm Dogbark24. That's D O G G E D B A R K 20 and then 24 on Xbox. That's also my Twitter. I am a pretty new to Twitter, so, you know, kind of go easy on me. I don't know. <laughs> you know the twitter, twitter lingo and yeah i am a twitter He's news trying, though. Uh, i am trying yeah and then i'm I'm also on twitch.tv slash dog bark 24 i myself am all over the place just like dogged you can catch me bot anywhere that is bob chichinsky that is b-o-b space c-h-i-c-h-i-n-s-k-e you're gonna be able to find me at that on xbox you can come hang out we are always playing scrolls. It is a great time. Like he said, our guild is, is the Red Diamond. Um, if you come check out the show's Twitter, we have a link to our Discord. If you come um, join our Discord and let us know your uh, gamer tag and talk to us a bit, we will send you a send you an invite, and you can come hang out. And if you need help with stuff, we can. Go have some fun, do dungeons, whatever. You can come play PvP with us, do whatever. All right, and then uh, one last thing is uh, our uh, our our Twitter is uh, I probably should have spelled this up. It's at uh, Red Diamond Cast, which is a uh, R E D, and then D I A M O D N D, and then Cast, which is C A S T, and then our name is on there. It's actually the Red Diamond Courier. I love so. that. That was impending on you that much dog i love that you really yeah had to get that in there if you're looking for me on twitter you are gonna find me the same bob chinsky underscore between the name bob underscore chinsky and it is the same on twitch come give me a follow on both twitter i'm posting oldest girls content you can come see all the different pictures i took with devs and content creators and all the different things i did in vegas you can come catch my on my stream. I have not been able to stream uh, recently. Obviously, I was in Vegas. Haven't been able to stream since I got back due to, um, you know, lazily unpacking over days and <laughs> etc. Um, but you know, if you ever see me on, go ahead and feel free to jump in and talk about the podcast. Talk about other girls. We're just here to have fun. We are here to dole out the knowledge we have to you guys and. Uh, bring you a little closer to Tamriel when you can't be. So, Donk, why don't you give him a sign-off for the week? Yep, uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you on the next time. Bye, guys. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. See you all next week.